0: The 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 to that's he right. Can, uh, take a spaceship and strip it down he to its own th- parts within 27 milliseconds. That's right, and you couldn't tell what he was right, doing oh, 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 either. It oh, 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 was oh, either oh, there or it wasn't there, and that's something I just don't understand. How can it either be there or oh. it's not be Why isn't there any? Well, that's what we call
1: escaping from
0: those. Tony you lost. is in your
2: subconscious you Bob? That's, That's your, your key, key phrase. It will trickle the entire message without you
3: There. Welcome to episode 12 of Right We Are Sitting Now. We're cutting through them now, aren't we, Jacob?
1: Yeah, we're uh, like a steam
3: train. Rolling on. Crushing, <laughs> crushing through yeah, the crushing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, crushing into everything. Yeah, crushing into everything like Straight bungling through falls. everything, <laughs> Oh, dear. So this week, we have got the hosts of the excellent Eerie Radio. Um, and we're going to talk to them about things that go bump in the night. That's incredibly cheesy. I can't believe I just said that. but <laughs> I can. Yeah. But yeah no they're they're really cool guys, and uh I'm really looking forward to talking to them actually they're I think I've listened to nearly all of their shows now they've got they're on hey, like six a, a big fan of Beery Radio, yeah, I think they're on like sixty something now episode wise I mean they've been doing it for like a couple of years, three years it's
1: weekly, isn't it? yeah,
3: we have no hope of ever catching them up unless we maybe triple our efforts. Mm. start <laughs> like doing three a week, but I think you never
1: just, know, you never know,
3: yeah, you never know indeed, so we've got some good shows coming up um, the show after this will be me. The long-awaited lost episode, which we recorded before the John Ronson episode,
1: was that in the days of uh, Paul?
3: No, no, it's me and Raymond Wiley again. In fact, uh,
1: it's all gone quiet on the Paul Banneker front, doesn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean, he's, it's the problem with these Romanians, you see. You know, they disappear oh, just as just as spookily Paul, as they uh, <laughs> as they appeared. Yeah, we love Paul in a kind of in a way you sort of love a lame dog.
1: Yeah, we got savaged by a dog recently, didn't we? Yeah,
3: I mean, we'll maybe get him to talk about that, but uh, we heard it was a particularly nasty incident. So, yeah, next episode, Mm -hmm. me and Raymond Wiley doing a. Much like the episode we did about the occult, we did a Conspiracy 101 episode where we look at some some famous conspiracy theories and chat it up about which ones we think are. Now, what we think about them, rather. And then actually, after that episode, we're doing our first On Location, right where you are sitting now, which is going to be live from the Hellfire Cave. Well, not live, On Location from the Hellfire Cave. I won't go into too much about that, but just, uh, expect Caves and the Hellfire Club. That's what I'm going to say. It's going to be really good. I'm really looking forward to doing that. Anything else you can think of?
1: Um, no, but it's going to be a great uh, show or series of shows in uh, a couple of weeks' time with uh, the Weird Weekend. Yep. We mentioned it last uh, last episode. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I don't think I can make it to that one, uh, mainly because I don't do camping,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> unlike you, who likes to sleep on the floors.
3: Yeah, I'm like a bum. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going to be going down to the weird weekend. We hope. So.
1: Oh, is it? it's not a definite, is it?
3: Well, we've we've been invited to go down to the weird weekend. Let's put it that way, yeah. and it's a case of us trying to. Organise it. Yeah. So stay stay tuned. Stay tuned. If not, what we're going to do is we're going to try and uh, get interviews with people from there. But I think, I think we're going to go there. I think it'll be fun. So, uh, yeah, hopefully that'll be our second on location <laughs> interview. But we're kind of wafting here. I suppose we should uh, probably cut to our interview with uh, the excellent Eerie Radio. Joining us today are the hosts of Eerie Radio. Uh, if you guys could introduce yourself, please.
4: Sure, uh, I'm DK. Otherwise, well, Ben, otherwise known as DK.
5: <laughs> See, you can't get it right either. <laughs> no, 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 you can't even get your own name right. <laughs> I'm Fizz, and uh, you know sometimes they'll call me by my real name, Seth, but mostly Fizz.
6: I'm just Rob. <laughs> Don't go for any fancy handles. here. <laughs> we, we call, oh, him, we the call Rob him the Rob
3: Father. Oh, no, yeah. whatever. You're uh, you're new to the show, aren't you, Rob? Little bit, <laughs> and Jake is with us as well. Hi, Jacob.
1: Yep, hello again. <laughs> you know who I am.
3: Yeah, um, so yeah, I mean, what do you guys, uh, what drew you guys to the, the paranormal as a subject that interested you?
5: Well, I, I hate the paranormal. I don't <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I'm can, I'm,
3: can... It's all just uh, money for us.
5: That's right, that's right. Where, <laughs> uh, and, and if you believe that, then there's uh, a large amount of swamp land would I can talk to you about purchasing. Uh, DK is really the one that, that started uh, the whole idea behind Eerie Radio, at least the basic idea of it. And uh, the rest of us are just kind of hangers-on, you know, well, we, ri- riding around on his on coattails. His coat-tails. And Whatever.
4: I, ju- I just brought up... When we, just, <laughs> when we were thinking of different shows to do, we, we had another show that we used to do. It was more of a comedy, gaming sort of show. Right. And... Um, I said I I, I really would love to do a paranormal show and. Well, I mean we're
5: you know basically we had just been screwing around with the uh, gaming show. It was, it was a new thing to us. We'd never done podcasting before when we started that, and we thought it sounded like a lot of fun. We thought we'd give it a shot, see what would happen.
1: Yeah, you know it turns out. I've just had yeah, a look right. on your website and it says uh, you were first on the air on February the 11th, 2007. It's called Airy Radio. Is it only on the podcasting or have you ever been on, uh, on radio in America?
4: I've never been on AM or FM. Uh, they probably wouldn't let us talk. <laughs> probably not. The, no. the way that we talk.
6: We wouldn't be allowed in the door.
5: Um, what was the. We have been on uh, an internet network. Uh, at one time, I, I'm yeah, not sure if they still and, playing us or not. And
4: I've been interviewed on the radio before, right.
5: So, yeah. but we've never. Our show has never appeared on uh, regular American radio.
3: No, and we we like it that way. Yeah, it's our polite yeah, fiction, I, if you will. I think
5: I prefer that.
3: Actually. <laughs> so, what was the uh, previous show called? I didn't know you did another one. It, uh, yeah, it was called the Battle Call. But, can, you, can you still get it?
6: The Flaming Puckwaddy? <laughs> no. Is this no. something
1: you'd rather forget? <laughs>
5: Uh, well, you know, uh, no, I, I, don't, I don't think we can say that, honestly. I, I don't I, think we can say that we would rather forget it. because I it's think, I think Ken's
1: been in a similar situation.
5: <laughs> uh, well, you know, had it not been for Arthur Battle Call, then we probably would not be doing uh, Eerie Radio today, and we probably would not be uh, so right. much better at it now than we were then. Not saying <laughs> that we're great, <laughs> because I still don't think that, but... Uh, but at least we're, we're a far cry better than when we first started off with Battle Call. So it was definitely a very big learning experience for us.
1: I take it that you, you've all been friends for a long time. How did you find the uh, the technical side of, of setting it all up? Because uh, I've seen the, the, when you're doing a live show on the website, you, you can see you're all there. Uh, how did you overcome the technical side? Are you, are you all technical people, or do you have people to help you out?
4: Uh, there's a couple of us uh, who are technologically advanced I guess, other than the the moron that may be out there. I'm not saying that fizz is a uh, <laughs> an idiot, an idiot did but uh, uh, we' we're,
5: we're all we're all at least at the base level, technologically savvy <laughs> right. enough to get by but and there was a lot of
4: learning though, yes we,
5: we built from there and we pretty much learned as we went. We started off with a uh, very, very disgustingly low quality equipment. Uh, and just crawled our way out of the Yeah, it's quite,
4: quite embarrassing now <laughs> looking back. Yeah,
5: exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, we we started off with Ventrilo server. Uh, yes. That that's what we started off with. Oh, and now yeah. we have full-fledged uh what is it? 14 14 channel. Uh
4: well, we did we had a little mixer that you could put in your pocket well, yeah, back then.
5: yeah, we had that. I'm talking about now. No. I don't well, know were, how many we are now, but we're 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 on 12, an actual yeah. honest to god mixer, and you know, real real microphones and all. It looks that expensive. <laughs> well, and we actually went as far as to uh, talk uh, DK's wife into letting us renovate a room in his house to use as a sound studio. So. Yeah, we
4: have the sound studio, and we've been upgrading all the uh, microphones to studio mics and things like that. So ah,
5: cool. it's a long trip, and. It, there's definitely a lot of warning involved when you've never done it before. Sure, I mean you can you can get by on
4: on less, definitely. But we wanted to oh, make sure. it as professional as possible, and this is the the way to do. Basically,
5: that. what DK is trying to get at is we're anal. That that's pretty much what <laughs> we're, uh, we're anal about the quality of sound and things like that.
3: Well, going back to the uh, the I guess the paranormal aspect, what? Why did you choose the paranormal? You said earlier on that you were thinking of ideas for a new show, but what, what, particularly about the paranormal, struck you as a good idea for a show?
4: Well, I was a big fan of Mysterious Universe and the Paracast, and I watched or listened to other podcasts out there like uh, Spooky South Coast and a few others. Out there, radio was a big one that I loved. Yay. <laughs> um, we like yeah. them. <laughs> and um, it it's just was the whole mystery. And everything involved in the paranormal and the unexplained is is very interesting and catches pretty much everybody's attention. I mean who isn't interested in a mystery? Yeah. And it was once I I brought the question or the the idea to Fizz and Oleon, it was just um it it was just what we wanted we decided we wanted to do it and that was it.
3: Excellent. And uh I mean did you guys uh have any particular areas of the paranormal that particularly fascinate you? I mean, do you each have a, a kind of particular area you study, or is it like just a general you know, fascination?
6: Well, I think we have a pretty diverse base amongst us, but I wouldn't say any any specializations. We we kind of tear into a little bit of everything. Uh, keeps the show fresher that way, I think. Yeah, yeah.
5: Right. <laughs> I'd, I'd say that's probably the best way to say it. I mean, each one of us has our own interests, and I think we're we're pretty much split. Between the people on the that well, tell them, do the show, Seth, tell them about how you know
4: you're the believer. In well, and that, <laughs> you know,
5: it was kind of a no-brainer when we first started. As far as uh, you know, anybody who's going to be serious about a show has to understand that no matter how serious you might be about your topic, and no matter how you know much you'd like it to be, uh, you know, informative and all of those things, there's definitely an element of show business to it. I mean, there, there's got to be some presentation, or it's it's not going to be worth anything for people to listen to. And y- you automatically fall into a character, quote unquote, hmm, you sure. know, that it, and it might be you, but it's an aspect of you that that people see or hear, and uh, they start identifying you as a certain type of personality. And people that have never done this kind of thing before don't realize that the personality that people think they know of you is not necessarily your real personality. Right. Yeah. So it, it was an automatic no brainer. For us, you know, as far as DK Fizz and Oleon, we knew from the get go that Oleon was going to be techie guy. We knew that was going to be the case because he's he's the computer programmer among us. I mean, he's the one that's really, you know, big on tech. Uh we knew DK was gonna be the skeptic because we know like you said, we've known one another many years. We we know one another very well. And I'm the believer of the group, I mean, as far as if you're going to compare, if we're going to compare ourselves to one another, that that's the way it was going to be, and it was sure. terribly obvious.
6: And I run a little bit of both, but I, I've always—he's our scientist.
5: Yeah, yeah, right. really, in a lot of ways, you know, and he—you'll hear him uh, deny this in just a second. Uh, he's he in a lot of ways he's our one true expert because the rest of us are not really experts on any one thing. That's and funny. and Rob you know Rob is the is the closest thing that we have to an expert in scientific fields. I mean I would say he definitely is an expert hey, in geology. We're we're hmm.
4: experts on bullshit. I mean that, well that's true. Can <laughs> I say that on a podcast? Can, <laughs> yeah 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 that's okay. I'm sure Let's they can. I'm sure they can own. edit it out oh, later. Okay. We've had mean.
3: Ivan Stang on. Don't worry. <laughs>
5: Yeah, we we are experts in BS. That's true.
1: <laughs> I've seen the, your content covers uh, a huge area. Uh, also, what struck me was um, the way in which not only you're reporting, but for a podcast, you you seem to be investigating the issues. Is is it, I mean, I've seen the uh, you're investigating basketball and how it could tie in with the paranormal. Is anything off limits for you?
5: Uh, I would say the only thing that's off limits would be anything that's not related to the paranormal. I mean, and, and by paranormal, we, we take that term very, very loosely the way we think it should be taken. What do you think? I mean, of, we're not going to hit conspiracy right, theories unless they, t- unless they tie into the paranormal. Now, if it ties into the paranormal, then it's fair game. But until then, you know, I mean, because we wouldn't just do a sports show. I mean, we're not going to do that. But the only reason we brought up baseball is because we found a guy who wrote a book on haunted, haunted baseball. baseball. So uh, unless it touches the paranormal, we're not going to do it. But if it does touch the paranormal, it's fair game.
3: Now, I think one of the things I wanted to talk to you guys today about was actually inspired by a conversation I had with a friend of mine. I've personally been into like paranormal subjects and stuff since like, probably the early 90s and conspiracy theories and the occult and all that sort of stuff. But where would you say, for someone that's literally just become interested in this kind of stuff, where's a good place to start? Would you say if you're just, you know, are there any good books or good websites you could go to? Because I always find that there's a bit of an overload of information if you search just paranormal on the Internet.
6: Start at eerie radio dot com. Yeah,
3: one of them.
4: Besides that, um, I mean, if you really want to just dive into the ocean of of all those things, then you would probably go to above top secret.com. I mean, it's a good start, uh, but it's it. It, you could get lost in there as a beginner. Yeah.
5: Really, I think what's best is pick, pick pick an area of the paranormal that you'd mm. like to focus on first, right. and that will help you on the many, many, many websites out right. there that you could be looking through. It'll help you find on their website, at least, the area that you'd like and to start at.
6: Approach anything with a healthy dose of, you know... the healthy well, dose skepticism. of they full of crap. Yeah, skepticism and just watch. Because <laughs> the... the the two joyous things about the internet are that there's, you know, millionfold million fold more information out there than there used to be, and there's a million more BS sites than there used to be. So <laughs> I just have to it, it, wait in with caution. It's
4: a tough thing, especially people just getting into it. Um, you. You can't just go to one place and assume it as the truth. It's that's just not.
5: And uh, we not are healthy. we already knew that ahead of time, but we got a real healthy dose of that around oh, I don't know, episode fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> just just pulling a number randomly out of my hat, uh, episode fourteen. Yeah, we, you, we got a big, uh, yeah, If you don't
4: uh, mind, I'll, we can dive into that a little bit. I mean, we we had, we knew nothing about the Oak Island treasure. Yeah. I,
3: think, I I did personally. Is this the Keith Ramvel episode you're referring to? Yeah, yes. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool.
4: I didn't. Know, <laughs> I didn't know about the communities involved, right? Because mm. you hear about the UFO community and and it's split. Uh, there's wackos all over the place, and then you get other people who. <laughs> 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 this is what. Hey, this is what they get for having me on. Okay, so. Um, just
6: Boosting our hate mail.
4: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Now, but but there are some good good researchers out there but you kind of have to wade through the the mud a little while to uh, figure out you get, you kind of get a sense of who's who and when we had Keith Ranville on it was just wow we we dove right in there and we got all kinds of craziness now, come out of that it was actually a good show
5: though yeah that's exactly what I was about to yeah. say the show itself was very good what you would hear now of that show, were you to download it, is about half of what was originally there. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> because uh, we got hate mail from the person's site that we referenced. Yeah. Because they didn't like the fact that we had practically read verbatim what they had on their website. No, what they didn't like Without our that, permission.
4: It, 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 they didn't like Keith.
2: Being and in rea- and in
5: reality it had nothing to do with any of that they didn't care they were happy to have anybody expose their work the problem was they hated the guest and they were from the other camp we didn't know that we yeah. couldn't know that because we're not involved with that those mm-hmm. either one of those groups and then that started the big feud where now we we felt like we were caught in the middle between these two groups that are fighting one another uh, and name-calling and slandering and libel, and you name it, it was there. And it's like, you know what? We're divorcing ourselves from this entire thing. Because right. to be honest, there are many, many, many paranormal topics out there. We don't have to be focusing on the Oak Island treasure whatsoever. In well, fact, I'm sorry I ever heard about the thing
4: The now. thing is, guys, and, and I hope you guys don't encounter this, but you probably will if you keep having guests on. We we just wanted our listeners to have the information. Yeah. We didn't care about That's all it. the bullshit. Yeah, and, and, well,
5: and the the other thing is, to be <laughs> to be completely honest, when we have a guest on, I, I'm going to have my opinions about what they have to say. Yeah. But at least while the guest is on, our whole attitude is to be respectful and let them have a podium and let them say what they have to say. Now, you might like what they have to say. You might not like it. You might agree. You might disagree. You'll have your own opinion. But we're going to let them be heard. And, you know, to have such a debacle happen after where it was like, you know what? The hell with both of you. You know, <laughs> yeah. the hell with both of you. I don't have anything to do with either one of
3: you. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's definitely a problem. I mean, um, I used to be really, really into the whole uh, UFO subject, for example. And back in the day when William Cooper was around still and uh, still talking about UFOs <laughs> rather than the other subjects he covered. But uh, then I kind of like lost track for a while. I kind of uh, went off to different areas and got girlfriends and that sort of thing. And um, <laughs> kind of... Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, no. They tend to cut in time a little bit. Yeah, way. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was, um, when I came back, I mean, it's still now to a degree, I, I just don't know where to start to look. There's so many sites now. I, I mean, you guys have uh, done some kind of, you've done quite a few shows, in fact, on uh, UFOs, but,
5: well, but. I'll tell you th- exactly where I propose. UFOs. And that's truthSeeker.com. I wouldn't go anywhere else. That's the very first place I'd go. Ah, right. Okay. That's Dennis Balthaser's website, and mm-hmm. that is the very first place I would go, because pretty much anything that you want to know about Stanford Friedman, you will either, you'll either find it there or it'll be linked there. Plus you right. get Dennis Balthazer, and the, the two of them together are you All don't right. need any much more than that Another
4: place mm-hmm. would be Frank Warren.: Yeah, Frank and, and his right.
5: blog his, his is really good. So that, you know, and there's, they have a, they have a whole group of friends there that are spread out all over the world and, uh, they're really, really good. I mean, they really know what they're talking about. They're very serious about it. Most of them are a little older. So they've been at this quite a while and they're very, you know, they're not Froot Loops. They're not the kind of people that are like, oh, wow, you should see this really fuzzy, uh, picture. that looks like, you know, maybe, uh, fuzzy dice hanging from my rearview mirror i swear it's <laughs> ufo you know they're not those type of people they do yeah. honest to god research
3: i mean that's that's an interesting point you just kind of brought up there really i mean that's still to this day is the kind of problem i guess with uh, paranormal investigation it's just not taken particularly seriously um by especially by academic world especially but um it, well those
5: those people are the ones that ruin it for the rest of us it's a, you get nine out of ten people are going hey look at this plate that i tossed up in the air and took a picture of and when you have that kind of thing going on 9 out of 10 times, well, then no wonder the mass media doesn't want to take it serious.
4: And what, and what about you guys? I mean, you've got all kinds of sightings going on over there. Somebody
5: the other day I heard just named you guys, named the UK the number one uh, UFO and haunted.
3: Yeah. it's I mean, uh, got both it, <laughs> titles now, is from any, what I understand. Is anybody taking it serious over there? Yeah, well, it depends. All <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> media's notoriously... Uh... Divisive, I'd say. But, um, but yeah, uh, uh, kind of. I mean, we've got uh, luckily we've got the um, Ministry of Defence guys that look into UFOs, and they tend to lend a bit more credence to it. I mean, we had Nick Pope on the show recently; he's a oh, uh, uh, an ex-UFO guy. But and there seems to be more academic interest in it here um, than in any other country, which is kind of cool. Um, but so, you yeah, think? sorry.
6: I just out of curiosity, what do you think of Nick Pope?
3: Um. <laughs> I, might, uh, well, I may I, edit I, this <laughs> this bit. But.
1: Uh, I know. on the national radio, actually, I phoned into a national radio talk show, and in fact, we included that interview. Well, that that question I posed to him on the show in one of our episodes, and I got the impression that his answers were not very detailed, and he didn't seem to be. Well, I don't know. To be fair, he wasn't an academic. He he was. Um, what did I say? He was more of um, a pen pusher. He his job was more <laughs> to collect the data. Uh, to imp- and investigate them loosely, and I, I didn't get the impression that he was that much of a uh, an authority on on the issue. Even though he he'd had a lot of experience of the reportings, I didn't find him to be that knowledgeable, and his answers were quite vague yeah, to say the a... least.
5: So, it sounds to me like what someone uh, Stanton Friedman would refer to as an armchair researcher, somebody mm. who just kind of reads yeah, other exactly, people's yeah, and,
3: yeah. I mean, it's strange
5: you know, other people's stuff.
3: Yeah, he sort of sidestepped the questions, kind of that we posed to him. Definitely, I mean, isn't, isn't I mean, that annoying? Yeah, it's annoying <laughs> that when yeah. you ask
5: a question and they they tell you everything except the answer to your yeah. question, and it's like, you know, hey, just tell me you don't know. That is an acceptable answer. Yeah, I, it doesn't make I, you look like an idiot. In fact, it makes it you look, look responsible. Yeah, I mean, you look responsible. Say, so, you know what? I don't know, but I will look into that. That's a very good question. I'll look into it and. If you have me back on in the future, I'll make sure I have that information available. Yeah,
1: for he me. actually said that oh. to me. I asked him a question, and he said that's a very good question, and he gave an answer to a completely different question.
5: <laughs> right, and it's like, why did you just waste you know twenty minutes of, you just, of my time? You
4: just have to ask the question again. Yeah,
5: yeah, that's a, <laughs> they don't like <laughs> That's that, if but... you want to be a dick about it. I mean, you know. <laughs> sorry. Uh,
3: one thing I know that you guys are kind of a bit more clued up on this than s- uh, maybe some people because you've interviewed a guy that. Um, specializes in it a couple of times but i think one good place to start off maybe when you're looking into the ufo phenomena is probably roswell and um you've in, is it dennis balfazer is that his name the guy that you've you've had him on a couple of times haven't you and he's quite the yeah. expert on that
5: he's probably our most frequent guest we've probably had him on more times than any other one guest
3: mm-hmm. i mean would you would you agree that that's a good starting point because i guess there's a wealth of information in that area
5: you bet, and that, that's, why I said, that's why I said truthseeker.com, because that's, that's Dennis's...
3: Ah, right, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. That's where yeah. I would
5: start. That's it. Roswell is probably the most famous hmm. of any of the UFO incidents in America, so that's, that's where I'd start if you wanted to look into the American phenomenon. We're going to go <laughs> to a
3: quick break, and we're going to play some music and some promos, including Eerie Radio 1, I imagine, and um, <laughs> we'll speak to you guys after that.
0: Excuse me, I've got some information I'd like to share with you. Did you know that 26 billion pickles are packed each year in the U.S.? That's about nine pounds of pickles per person. More than half the cucumbers grown in the U.S. are made into pickles. Hey, pickle boy. Let's talk pickles. The Podcast Pickle, that is. The Podcast Pickle is your resource for all the latest and greatest podcasts found in cyberspace. With thousands of podcasts listed and more added every day. Here's some of the podcasts that you'll find at PodcastPickle.com. <laughs> Geek-Fu Action Group. BeachCast. Geek-Speak. Speechless. Bad k this Week in Tech, more in Town Talk, NASCAR Zone, Shelly the Republican, A Voice from Eden, Jimmy McBean, Five Minutes with Wichita, Cinema Playground, Offbeat, The Logo Factory, The Exit 50, this, this and That with Jeff and Pat, Thoughts on Psychiatry, Web Hosting Show, Merlin from Berlin, Random Cast, Jazz with Tiger, American Road Trip Show, The Drew M. Podcast, The Slam Ida Podcast, Forgotten Tales, Zencast, XboxStation.net, How to do stuff. Now, Pickle has a whole new meaning. PodcastPickle.com, the world's best podcast directory.
3: looking forward to
4: the new episodes so keep up with your work guys thanks interviews
0: there's so many movies so many documentaries even books that come out that have factual information in
1: it that maybe you know this is a gradual way of kind of educating the public as to what's going on visit Erie radio at www.eerieradio.com you're listening to sitting now this is episode 13 and we're here with the eerie radio team dk fizz and the rob father welcome back
3: hello thank you thank you, thank you. <laughs> good to be I back i think uh, the next question i was going to ask you guys really was um have you actually had any paranormal experiences yourself and if so could you discuss them
5: <laughs> ha, ha, i love it <laughs> i love that question and because he, DK and hates it. That's why answer. I love that question. <laughs> Go ahead, DK. Have you ever had any paranormal experiences happen to you? Yes. Ha, you heard it. You heard <laughs> it. He finally admits yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes.
4: And, b- and by the way, uh, we'll have him talk here in a second, but our, our techie guy just, just, just came walked in. in. So
5: Oleon has so just now joined the studio. Convenient. About the the par- but yeah, price.
4: yes, I've had a paranormal experience or three. And... Um, Probably the most significant one was right after we started the show. Really, yeah, it
5: really was um, hmm. pretty early.
4: Well, we were we were out on an investigation with Indiana Spy. It's a field research team. I was actually going to here. ask you about the,
3: those guys afterwards. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good.
4: Excellent. And um, yeah, we we encountered we've encountered quite a few things in this place called the Crump, and it's a it's an old theater. Uh, was, uh, built in the old 1800s and, um, down in Columbus, Indiana. And that's, we were there one time, but if you go through our back catalog, you'll hear all about it. Basically I was scratched by something there and I, they've teased me about it for years now, it seems like because I'm the skeptic and you know, they just love it so much that, uh,
5: you know, something would happen to me, but it, well, that's... it's just it's just the perfect person for it to happen to out of our group because he's the most skeptical. Mm-hmm. Of but but anything. see,
4: I'm not I'm not like uh, I'm not Shermer type skeptic where yeah. I, but
5: but guys, you should have been there that day and <laughs> watched the all the antics that he went through trying to explain away uh... anything else it could have been <laughs> other than the fact that he was scratched by something that was not physically in the room.
3: Mm. Ah, so. it, it
5: it was highly entertaining. Yeah. So, I say.
4: what about you two? Why don't you divert the spotlight off of me? But... <laughs> well,
5: I mostly the any quote unquote paranormal experiences I've had are really more spiritual in nature, as far as angels and demons, things like that. Not so much ghosts or UFOs. <laughs> I, I I really, as the believer in the show, I really don't believe in all that much as far outside spiritualism, because. I, I haven't experienced any of it. I mean, I haven't seen any UFOs. I haven't, you know, as far as, far as I know. Now, I, I've seen an apparition once um, that that I would call a ghost. I've, we, I've experienced a lot of the things that we experienced in the Crump, and I've seen crazy things happen on paranormal investigations, but, you know, nothing that's conclusive evidence. You know, the, yeah, um,
4: we've had some shared uh, experiences, especially
5: yeah. at uh, Central State. Um, right. You were there with, yeah, with some had, of the Yeah, where we had, what did what the Spectral Voice happen? Yeah. Where we could actually audibly hear things happening that... We caught on tape as that well. That we caught on audio that should not be possible. There was no one else in the building, and yet we heard some awfully strange things. And you... Most of, you were, most of the poignant stuff that I've had happen to me, though, has been spiritual in nature.
4: And Seth, you were actually the one who I, uh, who identified what the sound was. Yeah, on...
5: in the end, after hearing it, the audio over and over and over, I was able to pick out what it was, but it didn't make any sense. No. It didn't make any sense why it would be that until later. So I guess we, we should stop teasing about the actual story. But Go ahead. At, at Central State, we, we got this spectral voice, and it at first it sounded like it was— Well, it's, it's
4: an old insane asylum. Been right.
5: shut down and horrific torturing of inmates and things like that. So it's a prime candidate for a, a haunted location to begin with. But we we heard these voices and, and uh, you know, sounds. The sounds, at first we thought maybe, you know, something heavy being dragged across the floor, something along those lines. Yeah. Crashes, things falling over, things of that nature.
4: Which is a little it's, unnerving uh,
5: itself in a... Especially when there's really nothing there to be falling over mm-hmm. or make, being dragged at all. All the rooms are empty. Yeah. So... Once we got back and we were listening to the sound again because it was obviously the most impressive thing that happened to us, you know, I'm listening to. It, I'm like, man, that sounds really familiar. It's like I've heard that sound before, yep. and it's very, very familiar. But I couldn't place it. I'm like, Todd, who's their lead investigator. I was like, Todd, play that again, because I, I, it sounds really familiar. I must have had him play it five, six times. But I, I listened to it over and over, and it's like, man, it's right there. And it's something I've heard a lot. It was bowling. It was a bowling alley is what I heard, hmm. you know, and I, I grew up, which with, made no sense. I grew up with bowling as a hobby in my family, my, my whole family bowled and all that stuff. So, I mean, I, I was in a bowling alley many, many times in my youth, but it didn't make any sense what I, why it would be in the administration building of a, of an insane assignment. It doesn't make any sense until I think it was you, wasn't it? Yeah. DK went and, and did more research, just trying to find out more history about the building and found out that the administration building there at one time had had a bowling alley in the basement as part of the recreational facilities for the inmates.
2: Hmm. That's so it
5: was one of those really freaky things that we didn't know ahead of time about the bowling and yet caught audio of what sounded exactly like a bowling alley, and and only to find out later that that's where it was from. So uh, to me, uh, I don't, there's not much doubt in my mind. that. Had you not been there, there would have been doubt in your mind. Oh yeah. Had, had I not been there, I'd have been like, ah, you're, make, you're full of crap. <laughs> you're making it up. But no, having been there, you know, at the time I was puzzled when I was like, bowling, that's it. It's a bowling alley. Wait a minute. What, why? Why a bowling alley of all things? <laughs> that That's why. And so we, we've had a lot of those kinds of things happen, but again, it doesn't constitute now that might actually constitute evidence, but it, only if you can, you know, prove there's nothing else there, sure. you know, and things like that. Can it really constitute evidence? Otherwise, it just makes an interesting story, and that's where mm. you have to leave it.
1: Yeah. Do any of you ever get uh, frightened by what you could potentially find, or or anything that's has anything frightened you on in the creation of your podcasts?
4: Uh, well, on the show, no. No, never no. on the show. On
1: your investigations. Uh, yes. But you've been going <laughs> to visiting different places. Have you ever have any of you been frightened?
6: Not so much anymore. No. <laughs> Rob. <laughs> it's not... No,
5: but that's different for me. So. <laughs> Rob, no. Well, he's the Rob father, but... That's right. Uh, Known for his cool, calm, and collected demeanor.
4: I tell you in the halls of central State, see it's it's a large campus with many buildings and these are very old buildings with lots of rich history and there are tunnels that link them all together and being let's see it was our second trip over there in this other building i won't name but there's a certain t it's kind of a t intersection that you come out and you can look down the hallway left or right and both wings have different functions from and right right as we we're coming out of this door we decided we were going to set up a camera to look down one the one of the uh <coughs> on the right side of the hallway because it, history had there there had been reports of some weird strange feelings down it and everything so one of our one of our investigators decided okay I'm going to I'm going to set this up and he told me to go back to home base and i was helping him i'm i'm watching the tv screen as he's trying to set it up and then uh i i don't get anything on the screen all of a sudden and he he comes through the door and he's yelling at me going uh hey ben ben can you come here i'm like sure yeah i'll be there just second he he goes no ben come here i need you now (laughs) kind of a uh stressed uh you know voice so i didn't think anything about it so i he had gone back through the doors and I'd walked through there and I looked at him and, and he looked at me and he just had this very pale look on his face. And this, this investigator is like a guy that, um, I would say nothing rattles this guy. He's just a, he's ver- he's kind of quiet and nothing rattles him. He's, he's an older gentleman and I, I hadn't seen him like that before. And, uh, I was like, What well, what's going on? Are you all right? <laughs> he just looked at me, he's like, Can you just uh stand here with me? I'm like, Yeah. <laughs> hold me. <laughs> well, yeah.
5: And yeah, then he's like that's, I, that's
4: pretty much what it was. I was like, Why what, what do you need I what do you need? And he's like, No, I just need you to stand here with me.
5: Can you me. can you can you hold my hand? Well he he was the only
4: <laughs> one in this hallway and when you look down, I mean it's probably a good 300, 350 feet down both sides. Okay. It's a long way. And it's a yeah. dark this is, uh, you know, in the middle of the night, and he said he heard footsteps coming towards him from down the hallway. Nobody's over there. There's nobody in right. the building on, on in this section, and he's expecting something to come out of the darkness and eat his face. <laughs> right. Basically. Yeah, right. So yeah, it. That's why we stick together. And when you're once you're together, I don't feel the fear. You've got each other's back, sort of things. But I fear uh, the human, the living, more than I do the dead. <laughs> you know, yeah. you don't you don't know if some vagrant's gonna be right exactly right in an abandoned building or whatnot. Well, so. I think we
6: all have a healthy respect for something that could harm or kill us, but uh, uh, yeah, dead not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> there you feel, go. I
5: don't feel like there's much they can do to you except no. you know. Maybe maybe throw some lightweight objects at you.
6: Color your hair wide a little. That's right.
5: <laughs> Jump out and go boo. That's about what <laughs> the most are going to do. I, I have yet to talk to anybody from a paranormal group that said that they had uh, some paranormal entity touch them and, like, suck the life out of them or anything like that. So No, but
4: I've known th-
5: some of them to be so scared that they've stopped investigating altogether. Right, but that that again is fear. I mean, that's yeah. that's about fear. Is pretty much the if they have if the undead have a weapon, I would say that's pretty much it. Mm. Other than that, there's yeah. But
4: you ask around, and nobody's actually really been hurt. No, nobody's in a really been harmed, harmed yeah. unless
5: it was natural, like falling debris, things like that, from mm-hmm. a place that was. Un, <laughs> I've a had place a that was unsafe to it. be. I, in.
4: I've had an investigator trip on some stairs and almost crush me before. Oh, nice. <laughs>
5: So I mean, I have to be say i have there to say is some that, danger <laughs> I have to say, the only things that uh <laughs> wow that I, have,
2: <laughs>
5: I have to say that the only things that really frightened me have been like you say, when I was alone, uh-huh. and they were not paranormal related uh for instance, when we were in the crump last time I was with you guys at the crump, yeah, we And you and I were in the same group on that one, and we were in the crying room, and we had uh, sound happening, we had uh, light flashing, we had shadows, we had EMF detectors going off, we had temperature dropping, all the telltale signs were happening simultaneously. So I left the crying room, and you guys stayed in there, so I was by myself, and I'm creeping down the stairs trying to get a look at where we had seen shadow and light movement, and one of the pipes in the wall right next to my leg went boom <laughs> and just scared the living crap out of me because I wasn't focused on that area. I was focused across the room. Sure. And so it was like somebody coming up behind you while you're really right. concentrating on something and going, Hah! you know, and then you just freak out. And again, a very normal, nothing paranormal about <laughs> yeah. that, but yeah. fun to talk about later.
3: Yeah. Um, Actually, that led me quite nicely into the next question I was going to ask you, which is you have a a host on your show called Gina, and uh, she's part of, was it Indiana SPI or Indiana Spy? Could you tell us a bit about Gina and Indiana SPI?
4: Well, Gina is one of their lead investigators. Uh, Well, they really don't have any titles. They're just investigators, but she's been there since Indiana Spy was put together, really. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean... People are related with family, and it's it is a big family, even if yeah.
5: uh, Erie Radio and them. But the two guys that really started it, uh, you know, they really probably deserve the most credit for starting their organization. Todd and Darren, yeah, or Todd and Darren, they they've been friends, literally almost literally, since they were kids, hmm. and uh, so they've been friends a very long time, and. You know, now Todd is related to Gina by yeah. marriage. Yeah. You know, and so it it really like DK says, it's it's literally a big family now. But one
4: one certain- thing about Gina is if there's an investigation that needs to be done, she's always, she always there, goes. Unless yeah. there's something real severe that she has to go to or some something like that. But she is usually the one that's there. She's really, really interested in this kind of thing and and when we were looking for an additional host um, she came on and she wanted to do it and we thought it was a great idea of course she she's got family so she can't be here all the time and uh, this summer has been a big incident for that but Rob's been here to help out so that has been with his addition so that's good but w- we love Gina and and uh, she's it's always fun to listen
3: to yeah and the,
5: and the apparatus <laughs> oh,
3: <geez. laughs> Gina's box, I think, isn't it? Yes, <laughs> there it is. That would be the yeah, um, So one thing I've noticed as well is that there seems to be—I don't know if it was just because the internet's kind of uh, like made these things more apparent—but um, there seems to be a lot more kind of professional investigations going on into um, into ghosts, I guess, of paranormal uh, occurrences, sure. um, like at Indiana SBI. What sort? Of, what kind of? goes down in one of these investigations i mean could you i mean you've been on a few so i guess you're kind of qualified to talk about it now i mean what what, yeah what would you expect i mean how does a how does it kind of happen (laughs) if you know something from is it someone rings up says we've got a haunted house come and check it out or is it not as simple as that or
4: (laughs) yeah yeah that's a couple different ways uh when we don't have what you're referring to there is uh when a private um, Residents, uh, someone, someone who has uh, something going on in their house, something paranormal or strange that they can't explain, and a lot of times they're upset and they're not sure what's going on. Um, and thank, thankful to a lot of shows out there like Ghost Hunters and things like that. They, they're, they know that there are groups out there like Indiana Spy that will help them. So that that's been a lot of the reason why a lot there's more investigation or investigators out there but basically they'll call and say hey I would like to have an investigation for x reasons um our group will interview them over the phone and determine whether or not an actual investigation needs to be done then they will, will dispatch a team uh depending on the situation out the, their home And we we show up professional. Um, We try to interview all the members that we can of the household to see who's actually had paranormal uh, incidents or experiences and things like that. And then we'll go in and we'll set up cameras. The whole deal that you see on TV, all of that is pretty much how you see it. Not every group does it this way, but what we're trying to do is determine whether or not something really is paranormal or isn't, uh, because a lot of things can be explained that are just mundane, uh, and things you wouldn't even think about, like the filter in your, your house, your, will create the
5: air, the air filter in your house, right there for your central heating and air conditioning, hmm. uh, could be ionizing the air yeah. which can create all kinds of energy disturbances and electrical disturbances yep. in midair in your home and that can create all kinds of things you know as paranormal investigators become more experienced they get exposed to a lot of those kinds of things and they're able to put people's minds at ease and say hey you know uh you're right you do have something pretty weird going on here but we can assure you it's not paranormal and frankly a lot of times that's the best case scenario and you know what to be able to calm people down say "Hey, you know what what you have here is very very normal it just seems abnormal cuz you've never experienced it before right and totally mundane
4: they may have seen something or heard something and I mean the the whole the whole popularity of uh, paranormal is a two-edged sword because people will some people might Jump to the conclusion that it's paranormal. So once they start down that road, then everything going on in their house is paranormal. The house mm -hmm.
5: settling is paranormal, and everything. A lot of times
4: they'll they'll lose kind of that critical thinking, that deductive reasoning on on things that are fear does that to you. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, it does. So we'll we'll go in with fresh eyes, an unbiased, you know, look and just
6: to kind of you were talking about kind of the explosion of groups out there unfortunately they're not all that professional
5: that's right you get right. a
6: lot of inexperienced people who are quick to say and we've actually been talking about this on the show are quick to say one way or another oh it is paranormal or it isn't paranormal and then they just run down that path and,
5: and well, take and let, off in let's the face it all it takes to be professional at anything is getting somebody to pay you that's all it takes <laughs> to really be professional yeah. that doesn't necessarily mean you know what you're talking about Yeah. so mm-hmm. you know a fact. Yeah. except
4: we I mean, most groups here in the U.S. uh, It's it's pretty well known that if if you charge for this kind of service, then you're you're pretty much blacklisted from the rest of the community. Right. It, I don't think you're it happens. Scammer. It used to happen. I don't think it happens much anymore. But when you get in there, I mean, guys, what what is it like?
5: It's it's a lot of waiting hmm. and. Hurry up and wait.
4: Trying to stay
5: awake. <laughs> it's, it's an, you know, an hour or, or more, depending on the size of the place you're in, in setting up equipment.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Uh, it's a lot of walking around, um, sitting around, doing EVP sessions, ex- which are extraordinarily boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, It's a lot of nothing most of the time. It's a lot of just hanging out in this weird place, and then you go home, I mean, you spend five, six, eight hours in a place in the middle of the night, you spend an hour or so setting up the equipment, you spend an hour or so tearing it down, and then you all go home. And then you spend the next two, three weeks, you know, agonizing over evidence review. Yeah. you know, for hours and hours and hours on end, trying to go over all of the different various recordings you have, trying to figure out if there and, actually right. was anything unexplainable. And You're just or hoping not. you're going to get something. You're hoping you're going to get in, something.
6: And from from entities that don't perform on cue.
5: Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's that's the whole deal. Is that the whole deal with paranormal investigations as they stand right now? Is it's a guessing game. It's a crapshoot whether or not you're actually going to have anything happen or not, and any good investigation group will tell you that nine times out of ten, you don't get a blessed thing. But you don't d- get a single thing. And happened.
4: sometimes it's not even about the investigation. If it, if someone is scared in their own home, and you can go in there and say, hey, the the water pipe in the ceiling or whatever... It's, it, <laughs> it's Yeah, ceiling. it's causing this noise in the middle of the night that you're scared of, and they go, oh, okay, and you don't have to be afraid to be in your house anymore... That that to me... That's worth it. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that is worth everything, really. Yeah. And if if we can gain some understanding about the paranormal along the way, then that's bonus.
3: Cool. Well, um, for our, uh, the episode after this, we're actually going to go to a place in England called the Hellfire Caves. So I'm not sure if you've ever heard of them before. Yes. Of them. Yeah, i heard them. Oh. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh actually the guy I'm going with, a friend of mine, Ben, said, Oh, we should take a recorder and uh do a, a record and see if we can get an E V P. Can you explain I I know what it is, but could you could you guys explain to the uh to the listeners what an E V P is and how one obtains an E V P. It's uh E V P stands <laughs> for and if you've watched Ghost Hunters They
4: say it every other They episode. say it every freaking break, so <laughs> uh elect electromagnetic voice phenomenon, um it's not just like a voice on the recorder, uh, but it—it's like you catch something that makes some kind of sound, but you don't hear it when you're there. Uh, but if you go back and, and you review the recording, the EVPs that I've heard sound very strange, and as far we, we refer to it as almost being on another level. They're right. very distinct. It, it's not like someone else going hello, and it sounds like that. It it doesn't. No, it's it's an
6: electromagnetic emanation that you you kind of pray the sound equipment is sensitive enough to pick up. Yeah, and it's it's, it's a it's an analog of voice, if anything. Yeah, and boy, the,
5: let me tell you that the chances of you getting a real EVP are not very good, and you have so many things that can sound like an EVP and yeah. not. Right. We've run into that before, where we yep. uh, where I was like actually very fearful at one point. Because there was actually a moment where DK and I thought that there was a possibility that there was an entity in the crump that knew me by name. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. And it turned out to be one of our investigators whispering, which is a big no-no. You never whisper while you're on an investigation because someone may mistake that for an EVP, which is exactly what happened to us.
4: Yep. Mm.
5: Uh, because EVPs are generally very faint. They're they're now sometimes you get a real good one, which is nice and loud. But most of the time they're very very. Is quiet. it
1: only possible? Is it only possible to record them on taped media, or can they be recorded on digital recordings?
5: Oh, you can get yeah, it on digital. Both,
4: yeah. Yeah, we right. use digital recorders. Primarily, I a lot do, of a
5: lot of people swear by analog though, and say right. that they get better yeah. AVPs on analog than they do on digital. But we've gotten them on digital before, so it's certainly possible.
4: I think it uh, the digital removes a lot of questions about the analog tapes that are out there. But right, right. Um, and that's why most investigators now are going with digital re- recorders. And then it runs. It, it just really depends on the per- the investigator on whether it's the cheap. Digital sure. recorders sure. are the most expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it,
5: it's like we were talking about earlier uh, in the show tonight. You know, it's it, it's all the same type of stuff. You know, EVP is the same as anything else. You're going to, you know, for every really good EVP you get, you'll find another one that's a... And you can't even tell if that's really an EVP or if it's just a disturbance of some kind that has nothing to do with yeah. with the paranormal at all. Mm-hmm. So. But every now and then you'll get a really good one where it's a very distinct woman screaming off in the distance or something that sh- definitely should not be there,
4: which you would have heard in the middle of the night,
5: yes, mm-hmm. absolutely, and you're the other thing you need to understand about an investigation, I suppose if you've never been on one is that no pun intended. it is deathly quiet <laughs> it is you can you can hear a pin drop when it, you're investigating because that's part of the deal. you're trying to be as quiet as you can
4: in our in our procedures anytime you hear a noise you you re- you audibly announce there was a noise yes. this and that
5: or so that you I'm, know who all heard it and who didn't you know
4: my stomach just made a growl so you don't think
3: it's a right. demon on the recorder You know? <laughs> yeah. so well, i think we'll, we'll let you go because i know you guys need to go and record but before you do um yep. you, you did a convention didn't you was, was it early this yep. year or late last year i can't actually remember but uh is it phenomicon i think it was called yes believe it or not
4: it was this year yeah
3: how did it, uh, how did it all go down I mean and how did that how did that all come about oh,
4: awesome it, it went down awesome uh, I couldn't have asked for anything better uh it took about nine months of planning it was, we'd come up with the sh- shut up guys what do you, <laughs> <laughs> this is the antics that go on in here uh, <laughs> it took we we came up with the idea a year or so prior and uh we asked uh, crossroads paranormal who runs the the picnic uh, yearly picnic here and we we thought hey we would do this thing and we headed at the crump um which we think is haunted and it's a theater it was nicely set up you know has a stage and everything it was great for what we needed and it's a beautiful place and we wanted to help renovate it because it needed it needs it's in money. bad need
5: of renovation, and yep. it it's reliant on just the kindness of people's hearts to donate money to it. There are, there are no real programs set up to raise money for the renovation of it. It's just anybody in pretty much locally, really, that right. just wants to donate money to the renovation. And
4: and in our area, there's there's been no kind of paranormal convention. I mean, you have to drive to Chicago or L- Louisville. You have to go to
5: a surrounding state here yeah. in the area. You have to go to one of the other Midwestern states if you want to go to a, com- uh, a so convention of any kind. We decided,
4: let's just, let's just host our own and see how it was. It, w- it was a lot of hard work.
5: And in general, I mean, uh, <laughs> hopefully you're getting the idea, but uh, that, that's pretty much been our attitude from day one. Is <laughs> I mean, it, you, you ask all these questions about, you know, how we get started with the podcasting, you know, why the paranormal. How to you know? How did this Phenomicon deal come about? It's pretty much the same answer to all of those. We sat around going, "Why isn't there this? Why doesn't X exist?" And then we go, "Well, to hell with it! Why sit around and wait for X to come about? We're just going to go make X happen." Yeah. And that's pretty much been us from day one. Mm -hmm. You know, if we see Mm -hmm. something where we feel that there's something missing, or a a different approach to something that's already being done, or why if there's something that makes us say to ourselves, "Why isn't somebody doing this? Or why isn't this being done?" then it doesn't take us very long to go, you know what, The hell with waiting for somebody else to do it. We're just going to do it ourselves.
4: And, and for very little promotion, we had over 250 people show up on our first time doing it. So,
5: I... And we had to turn vendors away. We had way more vendors than yeah, I thought we were going to. We didn't
4: have enough space. For... We didn't have
5: enough room for all the vendors that wanted to come to our event. So that told us how desperately in need our area was for a convention.
3: Yeah. And do you reckon you guys are going to do another one soon, or...?
5: Uh, we're hoping to make it annual.
4: We, we've we said yes. We w- we would like to do another one. Um, after the picnic, we'll probably start planning for it next year, um, for the one next year. So, yeah, hopefully you'll see a Phenomenon too.
3: Excellent. Well, thanks a lot for coming on the uh, show, guys. Um, for the listeners, you can check out Eerie Radio at com. They've got great forums. Really good. That's a, one of the greatest, th- best things I like about your site. Actually, you've got really active for community going on there. Um, mm-hmm. But we're yeah, very proud. yeah, no, you should be. It's definitely, we're very jealous. We've got like four people. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're getting more members all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it, it's growing. It, but.
5: it, it took us all yeah. quite a while. To, you know, at the beginning of ours, we didn't have anybody either. It was just you know what what you're hearing now, sitting yeah. around talking to one another. Minus <laughs> yeah. Rob. Rob wasn't even there mm-hmm. at the beginning yeah so. just
3: keep it up and you, you'll get there you'll get there <laughs> excellent well thanks a lot guys i appreciate you giving us the time and I, thank, you. I, I, no, thank you thank
5: you we you. we appreciate you bringing us on
3: all right thanks a lot and um, welcome back that was uh the great guys from eerie radio and uh, i really enjoyed that interview they're good, good fun what do you think jacob
1: yeah, an entertaining team.
3: They like to giggle. <laughs> they do like to giggle. And I think that's one of the things I like about the show. It's not just uh, I think something we need to adopt a bit more, really. They don't just jump straight into the yeah, interview. They, they... What I
1: like about their show, especially you, you notice it if, if you go on their the website when they're doing a recording, is that they're all together in a studio. <clears throat> and whereas you and I are apart, when they're in the studio, it creates a much easier interviewing a style. Even though their interviewees are away from them, having the three people that are on the interviewing side of things together makes it a lot easier because uh, there is a bit of a delay on, on the, on uh, the, the, the the way we do our interviews.
3: Yeah, and yeah,
1: we sort of walk into each other a bit and uh, step on each other's toes. But in the future, it could be a a thing to consider for sitting now.
3: Yeah, I uh, mean, to, well, I mean, this is going to be what? How many more episodes now? Like four episodes, maybe more maybe five before we start doing them face to face again so yeah
1: it's gonna be good it'll be a lot better than a lot easier and it'll be easier to to uh, to understand because like i say you, you can step on each other's uh toes a bit while but you yeah. do it
3: but yeah no i think it's uh, I, I really enjoyed talking to the guys i think they're uh, they're really professional i think actually their professionalism inspired me to try and make this show as professional as possible sound quality wise and uh,
1: yeah and they're quite uh, well, I, I use the word I, I don't know what they would say, but I would say, sort of experts in their field. They know uh, a lot of information, and they not only are they doing a show, but they're doing a an informative and investigative show, uh, which again is something which uh, it goes to, goes down well in in a podcast, I, I think.
3: Yeah, and they I like the banter as well. They they have a good yeah, time mixing it. It's a it's a good way of presenting it, I think. And they do a live version, which is something we should consider doing, I think. So we should, should
1: we more. just rename uh, sitting now? eerie now or something
3: <laughs> eerie now yeah eerie UK we'll call it eerie UK <laughs> we'll, just get, we'll just copy their website completely and then trick people into going there thinking that uh, it's their show but actually in
1: fact you can be the podmaster <laughs> pod <master. laughs>
3: the podfather
1: yeah that's what I meant the podfather <laughs> pod in fact cut that out and you can be the podfather it didn't really work <laughs> I'm not
3: editing that out I'm going to keep this whole bit in <laughs>
1: The reason I say that is because you've, they've got... Uh, what's the name of, on their side?
3: The something father. Oh, the... Father. Rob father, yeah. yeah.
1: Well, you're obsessed with your new iPod. Yeah, you know, your <laughs> iPhone.
3: Yeah. Uh, today's music was uh, Ennio Morricone. It's a classic. It's from the film The Good, The Bad and the Ugly. And it's called The Ecstasy of Gold. It's one of my favourite tunes of all time. That isn't rock or weird stuff. So I'm sure... We're gonna get the Hell sued out of us, putting it on there, but I don't give a damn. So, um,
1: no, 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 we don't give a damn until we get the letter that says we're yeah. gonna sue you.
3: Then we, then we move it. So and if you're listening from... to this and you're thinking, "Where the hell's the any en- 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 Morricone song?" That's why, because <laughs> we, we whimped out. So, and if yeah. it's
1: still, if it's still on here in a few years' time, it's because we're both in prison, yeah, uh, unable to remove it.
3: Yeah. So if you don't hear an episode for a good few months, <laughs> maybe a year, then you know we're you know to come and break us out of uh, a nearby prison with you with you bush prison you know, yeah know to <laughs> that famous prison um you need you, you know to come and get us from there so that's that's what's happened um right so yeah like i said uh, the episode after next well actually the next episode will be uh, me and raymond wiley uh chatting up about um conspiracy theories we look at three of the Uh, Most common conspiracy theories, I suppose It's kind of like an introductory guide We look at, uh, I can tell you now, I suppose Uh, The Freemasons We look at JFK and 9-11
1: And also in the future We've got our uh, legend now He's gone down as a bit of a sitting now Uh, Legend, it's Dr. Bob Curran He's coming back for round two
3: Yeah, We're going to talk with him about about zombies So that's going to be interesting, the subject of his new book I'm really looking forward to that Zombies and vampires, man
1: and hopefully this time we'll get a chance to ask him about uh, his, his his upcoming books and a website. Hopefully he'll have that up and running soon.
3: Yeah, hopefully. If not, we could always make one for him. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, as, long as he gives us some web space. But we, could, yeah.
1: we could make him a, a MySpace profile, couldn't we, Ken?
3: Yeah, we could do. Yeah, and uh, talking about MySpace profiles, well linked there, by the way, Jacob. <laughs> um, <laughs> you go to myspace.com forward slash sitting now, and that will take you to our, uh, our, our ever-growing... Uh, profile and that's we're really happy with the way that's going and thanks to Paul yet again, not Paul Banneker. No, uh, he useless. Paul S. C. He's the guy that does that for us. He's a a good guy. Um and as of next week we're gonna have Claire and we should definitely. We've been saying this now for weeks that we're gonna have uh, Claire come yeah. on and do you No know, I've
1: never even seen anything relating to Claire she? apart the, from the weird news.
3: The weird news, yeah. And she's done some other pastes as well. Should uh look more carefully I should know who actually, she is it's not I? obvious is it when you look at our site who's actually made the posts unless you look really yes, carefully no.
1: so. I think we should have a, a page on there for each person and a, and a photo of each other
3: we have
1: no we haven't got a photo of me have you
3: Oh, we haven't got a view up yet yeah get to, you're new so <laughs>
1: I'm actually gonna make sure you okay the photo with me before you put it up <laughs> you're you you'll choose one of me eating a pork pie in fact <laughs> most photos of me eating a pork pie <laughs>
3: you're revealing too much of your, uh, <laughs> your strange habits here yeah <laughs> so if you stumbled on this upon this podcast via iTunes then you can check us out on the web check out all the old episodes and stuff at uh, sittingnow.co.uk or sittingnow.com um, both of them go to the same place don't worry there's not two different websites hopefully. they'll be a bit confusing
1: hopefully we're here to stay <laughs> yep yeah. Uh, well, In fact, no, we're not here to stay. We're going to make a good go of
3: this. Yeah, I mean, we're on episode 12 already, for God's sake. It's pretty good. Tell,
1: tell, tell all of your friends to listen. Yeah,
3: get everyone involved. We want any contributions, anything like that. We've always been an open-source podcast, and we always will yeah, be.
1: Especially, especially on the forums at my... Uh, sorry, sittingnow.co.uk forward slash forum. Yeah,
3: and you can email me at ken at sittingnow.co.uk. You can email jacob...
1: And- JW at UK.
3: If for some bizarre reason you listen to an old episode and you wonder how can I get through to that dusky-voiced European, you can uh, email him at paul at uk. And yeah. God, we've got we've got an evergreen list of emails. Actually, we've got about six now. But uh, yeah, I mean the next episode will be out this, this time next week. And uh, hope you enjoyed the show. Keep listening. We'll keep. Thank you going. for listening. Yep. I'll see you later. Bye bye.